Welcome to the Kim B. Davis Show. Here we'll talk to the leaders in technology, culture, business, and the arts. We'll cover politics, advocacy, motherhood, writing, mental health, and mostly we'll focus on hope. Join Kim B. Davis, author, playwright, radio personality, event consultant, professional speaker on the Kim B. Davis Show. Good evening and welcome to the Kimby Davis Show. I'm your host, Kimby Davis. And this evening, I want to talk to you about something that has been on my heart for a while. And I've seen quite a few people talk about fearing failure and fearing regret. We shouldn't fear failure. Failure is just another opportunity to, take, to learn a lesson or to have another opportunity. Failure is a lack of success. Regret is a missed opportunity, a missed chance. It means it doesn't come back again. It's been lost. And many people on their deathbed will regret the chances that they didn't take, the trips they didn't take, the opportunities that they didn't pursue. You know, in America, we talk a lot about work and making money and getting an education. And all of those are very, very important things. However, sometimes we are so busy working to build a life that we forget to live. I no longer want to fear failure. And as an artist, failure is everywhere. You know, if you are an artist who paints pictures or you're an artist who is a musician who sings songs or makes music or writes music, or you are a um, creative in that you create computer code, you create computer programs, whatever it is, you're a model, you're a cook, a, a chef, any of those things where you have the opportunity for your work to be seen on a large scale and you can be considered an artist at the top of your game is quite frightening. Many folks will tell you, oh, I don't worry about what people think, but secretly behind closed doors, they do. They're always asking, what did you think of the show? Did, did I do that right? Did it, was there something that I could have done better? We're always second guessing ourselves, breaking everything down. And I have found that even as a speaker and a writer and as a creative, that oftentimes people will come to me and say, oh, you did such a great job. And in my head, I'm trashing it because I noticed every little thing that went wrong. I've written six books. When I look at a cover, sometimes I have to step back and let someone else look at it and then come back at it with fresh eyes. Because if I don't, oftentimes I will rip it up. I will rip it up. And this isn't to say that it's, it's not a good thing to be critical. It's not a good thing to have a keen eye, but it gets to a point where you are so afraid of failure 
that it paralyzes you. And for so many people, they are paralyzed. You know, we are still in the throes of a pandemic of COVID-19 and the many, many strains that have come out of that. We now have monkeypox. We now have polio making a return. And people have had two years to sit at home, not to just sit at home, but to, to shelter in place, to work remote, to conduct school from home. Many different things were centered around home. And lots of people had opportunities to figure out, because many have said publicly, you know, this job that I give 50, 40, 50, 60 hours to a week, eh, it's not worth it. I don't want to do this anymore. And they quit. We have a whole new culture called quiet quitting. Still not quite clear on what quiet quitting is, but it's a topic of discussion. We had the topic of the great resignation where lots of people were leaving their jobs to write books and to start businesses and start other careers and go back to school and do all these different things because people weren't fulfilled. Many were trapped by the fear of failure. You can have a 40 hour a week job, salary or hourly, make a great living absolutely despise what you do, but do it for 20, 25, 30, 35 years, and then decide to do something else different. I have a really good friend, perfect example. She was a scientist in her first career, retired from a municipal um, job, and is now a History professor loves what she does. Speaking of, though, it's interesting that as she stepped into the education field, so many are stepping out. And many of them are saying they're fed up, they're tired, we don't want to do this anymore. So the question becomes, as a teacher who may have dedicated 10, 15, 20 years of your life, now what do you do? And if you aren't careful, oftentimes people will slide into some really bad habits where they just, eh, I'll just, I'll figure it out. And they never do. And then disease sets in because you're not moving. You're not really doing the things that you want to do or money goes faster than what you thought. And so now you have to scramble. Now, we all know that in America, healthcare is very, very expensive. So if you have any disease, whether it's diabetes, heart disease, cancer, anything, high blood pressure, medication is going to cost you. And if you are on a fixed income, that money is going to dwindle very quickly. The cost of living, cost of groceries, cost of gas, cost of insurance, all those things very, very quickly. And so many people will choose to work at a job that they do not like for a really long time. I'm not railing against people working at a job that they don't like, that's their decision. However, I want people to think about if you're afraid that you may fail at something, you might fail. You really might. Maybe you decide that, you know what? I really wanna bake cookies. I love cookies. And every time I make a batch of chocolate chip cookies, people are like, oh my goodness, these cookies rival any professional cookie that I've ever had. 
And you think, hmm, I can't really make a living out of making chocolate chip cookies. And there may be some truth to that. However, there also may be some truth to that you take those cookies and do something with them. And maybe you have to be a little creative. My friends will laugh at me because I love Hallmark Channel. And on the Hallmark Channel, oftentimes you will have the same cookie cutter story. Good use of that pun, huh? And there's one in particular where there is a candy company and all they make are candy canes. Now, I'm not advocating that you go out and have a, a cookie company or a candy cane company. I'm just saying there is the possibility. And I, that's what I want us to think about, the possibility, not the failure. Because oftentimes, whenever we do something, whether it was when we were learning how to ride our bikes, when we were learning how to drive a car, when we were learning how to cook a meal, you remember the first meal that you ever cooked and you burned something? You know, if you've ever fried chicken and fried it too hard, mm, it's not really that good. But you learn, okay, we don't fry it that hard. If you've ever cooked something, sauteed it, and burned it a little, mm, and messes up the pan, and then you have burnt food, you don't want that. And so then you're picking the burnt food out. When you're learning how to ride a bike and you fall and it hurts, you're like, oh, but you don't say, oh, you know what? I give up. This is not for me. It's the same example that people say about babies. When babies are learning how to walk and they fall, they get back up. I want us to get back up. Go back to the dreams that you have for yourself. Go back to the promises that you made. For many people, we encourage everybody. We take care of other people. We nurture them. We encourage them, especially mothers. And this isn't just saying that this is just mothers because dads do it too. But mothers especially, we nurture everyone around us. We encourage everyone. We encourage our children in their dreams. But what happens to our dreams? What happens to what we want to do? Does it just go away because you have kids and you become irrelevant? For a lot of people, it does. But I'm here to encourage you to pursue those dreams. Put you back on the front burner. You matter. You're important. I matter. I'm important. My dreams are just as valuable as my children and my husband's. You know, I've struggled to keep promises to myself because I put other people first. And I know that on TikTok and other places on social media, we talk about trauma responses. And many of us grew up in families where either we were ignored, unheard, or just not seen. I grew up in a family where often I wasn't seen, wasn't necessarily heard because you weren't supposed to be heard. And there was an expectation that you were always supposed to do. And so I've learned to do. And unfortunately, as I've grown older and become an adult, I've carried many of those same bad habits with me. And they have translated into a fear of failure. I don't want to try that because I don't want to mess up. If I mess up, that's a bad thing. Not that I could learn from it, 
and then tweak whatever it is that I'm trying to do and do it better. It's fear. I no longer want to live in fear. And I know many of us around the world are living in fear. We've got diseases coming from everywhere. The world feels heavy. There's war. The queen has just died. And, you know, I know we have to go through several days because of their, um, their, their royal traditions, their cultural traditions, but the world feels heavy. But I want you to take that energy, turn it into something positive for yourself. Think about what you want to do. Think about what you want to accomplish. Write it down. Put it in a plan. Think about steps and ways that you can achieve that. Nothing. If you are just walking around, and I'm guilty of it, so don't feel like I'm not, where you just sit there and say, oh, I wish I could write a book. And I have people that say that to me all the time. Oh, you wrote a book? Oh, I wish I could write a book. I said, you can Just write. You know, writers and authors and screenwriters and all these people with lots of degrees, and I will be one of them soon with my master's, love to tell people, yeah, you need to do this, this and that. Essentially, you do. But what you really have to do is write. And you have to determine in your own mind that that's what you want to do. Because as a writer, like any other job, if you're the CEO and you're putting in 10, 12 hours to make sure that that company runs well or that school or that hospital, whatever it is, guess what? As a writer, you're doing the same thing. 10, 12 hours easily. And it is hard for people to picture that because they're like, sit in my computer for 10, 12 hours and write. Mm. I don't think I want to do that. When we look at Stephen King, one of my favorite authors, or Maya Angelou, my other favorite author, they write. They write all the time. They read lots and lots of books. But they were never afraid to use their voice. And oftentimes, so many of us are afraid to use our voice because we're afraid of what people think, because we're afraid of making a mistake. We're afraid of looking bad. We're afraid of failure. Well, let me tell you, if COVID-19 hasn't taught you anything, the fear of monkeypox, polio, and everything else, and over a million people in America dying, you can get to a point in your life where there is no more time. And then it just becomes regret because you didn't write that book. You didn't book that trip. You didn't go and see whoever it was that you wanted to see before they passed. Because after someone dies, that's it. They don't, you don't see them again. They're gone. And I'm not talking about not an afterlife or any of that I'm saying in, in the here and now. Fear of failure is real. And it is hard. It is a hard obstacle to step over. But I encourage you, step over it. Dream, hope, believe in yourself. And come over to the other side. And see what your hopes and dreams are. And see what you can accomplish. 
Cheryl Lee Ralph, dynamic Black actress, had a moving Emmy speech a week ago. And she talked about what dreams are. She talked about what believing in yourself is. She talked about having a team. And her team was the writer of Abbott Elementary, her husband, her children. Cheryl Lee Ralph has been an actress for 25, 30 years, I'm sure. And this is her first Emmy. We can look at people, at people's stories. Stephen King, the first thing he wrote, it didn't hit. It took him a minute, a few things. Maya Angelou, same thing. It took her a minute. You know, many people don't achieve overnight success. You have to keep working at it. But you have to believe in yourself and not feed the fear of failure nor the fear of regret so that you can get to the, to the success that you choose to get to. I believe in you. I hope you believe in me. Let's get to the other side of success together and kick failure and regret to the side. Thank you for tuning in to the Kim B. Davis Show. I hope that you'll tune in for our next episode. You know that you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn, everywhere on social media. It's Kimberly Bachelor Davis. Bachelor is spelled B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R. You can see the show on youtube.com forward slash Kimberly Bachelor Davis. You can hear the show on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and Wisdom. You can learn more about me as an author at KimBDavis.com. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope you'll join us on our next episode. And as always, remember, be magnificent.